Warning. The following podcast contents material that could be deemed offensive. You'll hear explicit language, jokes in poor taste and overall crude humor. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Well, maybe he just has manners. Yo, baby, you have your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Hanging with D's episode number Troy Palomalu, which is 43, 43, for those of you that don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Mm. I am your host, Dees, and of course we got Dylan here with us, and we've got uh, quite a bit to cover today. We'll uh, we'll go over the two divisional games that we hadn't seen the conclusion of when we left you here on Sunday, and then we'll also preview the upcoming title games. And we'll talk a little UFC. We'll uh, also get some coaching news. And, of course, try and figure out what the hell's going on in Pittsburgh. And uh, I guess we got to lead it off with the legend, Hank Aaron, has passed away this morning. uh, This morning being Friday. Um, 86 years old. I know you're not a baseball guy, but. Well, I mean, he home run king for years until, you Still know. Still is, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, exactly. Um, because he did not. No Mexican al- supplements. Yeah, he did not alter the size of his head by, like, 125% by using HGH, like Barry Bonds and, well, many others, but especially Bonds, because Bonds is the guy that broke his record. But, yeah, Hank Aaron, uh, obviously a legend, and going through the things that he went through with, the whole racial issues of the sixties and right. and even into the seventies, uh, seven hundred and fifteen career home runs, which stood until, like I said, Barry Bonds decided to juice up the latter years of his uh, his career, and he did pass him. But Hank's still a king, as far as I'm concerned. Huh. All right, so big baseball show, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, again, been talking to Jake and and with this whole Cub thing, and it just keeps getting worse and worse. We had uh, we lost John Lester, who went to the Washington Nationals, joining Kyle Schwarber. Um, Chris Bryant has basically come out and said that he's not having fun playing baseball anymore because he's always, or at least as of late, um, been tied to trade rumors and whatnot. But that's what's going to happen when you know you you won the MVP a few years ago, and then last year you hit two oh three. So yeah, people are going to talk shit. So I can understand why you're not having that much fun. Anyway, we will jump to the NFL, and like I said, of course everybody knows what happened. But we had the Chiefs hanging on to win against the Browns, and then in the night game we had Tampa Bay beating Green Bay. We'll we'll start with Buffalo or not Buffalo. Kansas City, Cleveland. Kansas City, Cleveland. Um, you know, when we signed off of here, it was looking pretty bleak 
for for Cleveland. I yeah. believe it was nineteen to three at halftime. Right. And and things were were going their way, and then they lost Patrick Mahomes. Right. And I I can't I, I watched that particular play at least twenty times. I don't know where he got a concussion out of that. Yeah, I don't either. And there was a lot of speculation. I guess one of the um, radio guys that kind of covers the the Chiefs, he said that it what hit he what he heard was it was a nerve issue that the guy. That, I could see that because the tackler. I mean, he had a full on headlock. Right. Had his neck wrenched pretty good. Yeah. And when he went down, I mean, yeah, his weight kind of you know came with it and his his neck was bent a little awkwardly but i never once saw the the head hit anything mm-hmm. i mean it, it, yeah it was a glancing blow off the ground but nothing that you would expect and then when that first when he got up to and, and i didn't notice this until jake pointed it out to me last night is that when he first sits up mm-hmm. his legs his feet or ankles, I guess, are crossed. Okay. In other words, like, you, you don't fully have control of your legs yet. Right. And then he, he gets up on one leg and, and attempts to stand up and does the stanky leg. <laughs> he just wobbles, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. And then he takes another step and almost falls, and that's when I blow in the whistles, and I thought, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> not, not like this. Right. And sure as shit, you know, Chad Henney came in and, he didn't do horrible, but you could that tell. That pick was ugly. It was. It was. The guy could have called a fair catch on it when yeah, he caught it. That was, I don't know. I think he just had overconfidence in mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill, and he just whipped it up there and hoped for the best. Didn't see the safety back there, apparently. I guess. I mean, uh, but take that away. I mean, for one, you could tell the game plan completely changed. Mm-hmm. But... Other than that one really bad play, they played it very safe with him, obviously, because they allowed Cleveland to score two touchdowns uh, to their one field goal. And I don't know about playing it safe with the way that game ended, but I'll let you get well, there. For the most part. Right. I mean, for the, for the entire second half after Mahomes went down, they played it safe mm. until Andy Reid figured it's now or never. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, so, yeah, Henny comes in and it was – no, he didn't come in, but they get the ball back with, what, four minutes left? Something like that. Somewhere Four or five minutes, yeah. And you – all you have to do is if you get them under two minutes, you're going to win. Or maybe or if you get a field goal, you're in really good shape. Right. But it wasn't really trending that way, and then they had a penalty – they did manage to pick up a, a first down or two, if I'm not mistaken. Well, yeah, they would have had to. Yeah. yeah, I think they picked up two first downs, and then things kind of started to unravel. I think they got a they took a penalty and a bad sack. Yeah, and all of a sudden it was third and like fourteen. 14 yeah, and Henny just a marvelous scramble. Mm-hmm. And honestly, when in uh in full speed before the replay. I was screaming, that's a terrible spot. Mm-hmm. I thought he had the first down. But then they they showed the replay, and when he went into his dive, Henny, first thing he does is digs that elbow down into the ground, and they, they made the right call. They right. spotted it pretty much right where it had to be. And 
at that point, I thought there's no way in hell Andy Reid is going to go for this. Yeah, I didn't think so either. I mean, you're they were at what? A minute? It was under two minutes. I think the three, third down play got it to the two-minute warning. Yeah. It was... Nah. No, it was under two minutes. Because, That's what I just said. Yeah, it was like they were in like the one fifty some range somewhere yeah. in there. Um, I thought you meant that that ticked it down to two minutes, but yeah, it was around one fifty, one forty five, mm. somewhere in there. Fourth and let's just call it six inches. Yeah, a it, cunt it hair. wasn't much. <laughs> and uh, but I still thought there was just no way Cleveland at that point was was out of timeouts. But you know what are they? They're they're getting ready to get the ball back, mm-hmm. and then they they come line up on the on the ball. And I thought, no, they're, they're still, no. there's, they're not snapping this ball. They're going to try and draw them off sides, maybe take the penalty. So they have a little bit better punting situation. And next thing you know, it's a live ball. He yeah. snapped it. I'm like, Holy shit. And that little quick slant to, and not even slam. It was more like a out, a little out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to Tyreek Hill and the linebacker on him, or at that point, I think the safety, and then the linebacker comes in after the fact, but it was too late. It's Tyree Kill. He's no. getting, he's getting a yard mm-hmm. if you're not tackling him as he's catching the ball. You just, it, it's going to happen. But and everybody's seen the memes. And the first comment I made in our little chat group was, "I don't know what's bigger, Andy Reid's gut or his nuts." Yeah. And we saw the meme, the South Park with Randy carrying his balls in a wheelbarrow and. That to me, that wasn't big enough. I think yeah. they needed a dump truck to make that play call in that situation, because at that point the Browns had all the momentum. I mean, they were hitting their stride and had all the confidence. And if they get the ball back, even if even if they do get pinned deep, you still feel pretty good about it because mm-hmm. they were rolling. Right. And for Reed to call that play, that was just absolutely masterful. And I got to tip my cap to Tyreek Hill. I don't know how much you paid attention to it. He fell down instead of running out of bounds. Well, th- before that, mm-hmm. at the snap, it's Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. You better be on him. But at the snap, he takes a jab step inside like he's going to run a, a quick drag route. Mm-hmm. And the safety there or corner, whoever it was that was on him, was done. Mm-hmm. One jab step, and the the defender, the DB, goes with him to the left, mm-hmm. and then he takes off to the right. And then as you watch the play, then you see the linebacker coming inside because the DB is already beat, and the, the linebacker doesn't have a prayer anyway. No. He's number 93. But, but that jab step to the inside is what sprung that play because the DB stepped with him, and then it was, like I said, it was too late. At that point, Tyreek Hill's already got you by two yards. All you have to do is make sure that you get the ball to him. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, he's going to get you one yard. if he's All he's got to do is catch the ball and hit the Jets. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Henny put it right on his hip. He turns, gets the first down. I think he only picked up, what, three or four yards on the play? Only needed six inches, though. Yeah. And like you just said, he was smart enough that once he knew he had the first down, it, it, rather than because they were coming, they were going to hit him out of bounds. But he just sat down right inside. Clock's running. Game's over. Yeah. And just again, cannot say enough about the size of the balls on Andy Reid. Because I, I mean, I sat here and I just 
berated Mike Tomlin for punting it. Of course, that's a different situation. You're trying to come back Mm -hmm. and win the game. You have to go for that, which we did not, and we saw what happened. But with a backup quarterback in a game that you could literally lose the way Mm -hmm. you're playing the second half, yeah, that just, like I said, it took balls, and Reed was like, you know, the – there is no tomorrow was basically his answer to the question and hats off to him. All right. I mean, he is the man. So KC advances. I'm Clint, just glad that done. I'm just glad that poor Chad Henney, the Michigan legend didn't get murdered after that game. If he would have thrown it in the dirt or over his head or. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, honestly, before a few weeks ago, yeah. I didn't know he was still in the league. Me too. Yeah. I really didn't until he started that game. And and one of the announcers even made this point, and they're right, is how fortunate were they to have been able to start him that game and get him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just just that little bit of, of action, timing, and, and things of that nature. Sure. Game uh, situation has to help you. I'd have to imagine, too, because like know, you said, we didn't. Didn't even know he was on the team. Yeah. Uh, you know. I, I I would have bet any amount of money that Chad Henney was not in the NFL uh, prior to this season. And, and there he is just tucked away on uh, the old bench and, and pulls out the the most clutch four-yard pass in <laughs> NFL history. I mean, right. I would, probably not, but, but still, very clutch play by a guy that shouldn't have been in there. Um, and, and Mahomes... According to Andy Reid, as of midweek, said that had had this been prior to the whole concussion protocol era that we're in now, that Mahomes probably would have came back in the game. Yeah. That he was jogging around fine literally within 15 minutes. And well, I believe it. He I mean, jogged into the locker room. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, he, yeah, he, lo- he looked fine then. But then, like I said, by, uh, by the fourth quarter, he seemed like he had all of his – you know, all of his biscuits in the basket and was, was good to go. And he's practiced all week leads me to, he has been cleared. So he will play in the AFC championship game uh, this Sunday when they take on the Buffalo bills at Kansas city. Did you see that crazy stat about that game? Mm-hmm. I guess since the merger, I want to say every 27 years, it's happened three times. It'll, this will be the third time every 27 years. Exactly. Buffalo plays Kansas City for the AFC Championship. Yeah. So then they would have played each other for Super Bowl three? Yeah. No. No, no, no. Not three. Four. Four was the one KC won. Yeah. Right? It yeah. was it was Packers, Packers, Colt or Packers, Packers, Jets, Chiefs, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Packers, Packers, Jets, Chiefs, yeah. So yeah, first so it's been Super Bowl four, uh circa nineteen seventy. I can get the actual year for you. Give me a second here. Uh, it's either sixty nine or seventy, because that's the whole history of how our family became Steeler fans. Right. Because uh dad was a Colts fan and they lost the the Super Bowl to the Jets. The goddamn Jets. Nice. And that was why when uh Chuck Noll left the Colts to go take the Steeler job, Dad decided, uh, I'm going to follow this guy. 
ballsy move considering the fucking Steelers history at exactly. the time. Exactly. I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh, where the fuck is this? Fuck it. I give up. I can't find I'm it. I'm pretty sure it was Super Bowl four. Super Bowl five was the Raiders. No. No, no I think it was the Cowboys yeah. and the Vikings, if I'm not mistaken. 1966-67. There we go. I finally found it. 66-67 season, 93-94, and now the 2000-2001. Okay, okay, well, it was probably the AFL championship at the time. Had to have been the AFL, yeah. Well, same shit. <laughs> because, yeah, because... Okay, well, so it wasn't in the Super Bowl era. I think just it barely wasn't right. Yeah. Okay. But either way, that's still pretty pretty odd. And then the last time would have probably been what? Nine... I just told you, 93, 94. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't listen to you most times. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, here we go again for the every 27-year. So enjoy it, Buffalo. Of course, they made it to four. They just haven't played the Chiefs in that long. So. Right. And then in the night game, uh, boy, was I wrong on this one. Well, no, we we said last week that we went back and forth on both games. So okay. I, I guess what I was wrong on was Drew Brees. I think everyone was. He was horrible this mm-hmm. game. And he didn't get a lot of help. Um Michael Thomas, zero catches. Oof. He had he was targeted four times. He got on Instagram the following day and, and tried to plead his case that he caught that ball um, for a touchdown, but his he got one knee down. Mm-hmm. But at first, the very first contact that his knee makes mm-hmm. was probably inbounds, but. He didn't fully have control of the ball yet. Uh, and he pulls it into his body, and the rest of his weight comes down. He was out of bounds. They made the right call. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, for, for Michael Thomas, a man who caught 150 balls last year to go without a catch in a playoff game, just I don't know if, if that is Todd Bowles' game plan. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, I'll give him some some credit. He's a great he, DC. Yeah, he and he's his name has been thrown around for a lot of these coaching jobs. But it also speaks to the fact that Drew Brees was just very very bad. I mean, there there was one pass I can't remember who it, it might have been even Michael Thomas or maybe no, it might have been Kamara. But he was wide open mm-hmm. on a little third down swing pass, and Drew Brees underthrew him by like six or seven yards the ball bounced to the receiver mm. it was just horrible and, and looking at his stat line 19 of 34 134 yards and three picks one touchdown yeah he really can't throw it down on field anymore no yeah that's become very evident um but yeah when can you ever remember a drew Brees stat, stat line that sounded that bad no I mean, the three picks is one thing, but usually he's got 350 yards to go with it because he's still slinging it all over the yard. And, and yeah, it just... Definitely not with the Saints. Probably, like, his first two years with the Chargers because he, he sucked pretty bad then. I mean, enough that they felt the need to take Philip Phil Rivers fourth overall. 
Uh, well, technically very, Eli, but whatever. He was very up and down yeah. with with the Chargers to the point where there were a lot of at the time there were a lot of people that were kind of torn on that that situation. Um, he was up and down, and then they drafted Philip Rivers, and then he actually had a pretty good year. Yeah, he had a great year after that. Yeah, because I guess that pissed him off in the off season. Yeah, and he, he blew it up in, in San Diego that year when Rivers was a rookie. And then they still made the decision to let him go because people were people were pissed about that. Like how, this guy just had a career year, and you're gonna let him go sign somewhere else. Kind of got that wrong a little bit. He had he had the great year you're talking about. Then the next year, I think he had a he was having another really good year, and then in like week 16, he had the shoulder injury. Well, so he was there two years with River, yeah. Rivers. Okay, yeah, and I knew it was something. I'd, very, I, I thought he only played the one year. When they were concerned about the shoulder, hey, they already had Phillip Rivers, let's let him walk. Nick Saban says, eh, I don't really want Drew Brees. I'll take Dante Culpepper. Um, and whoops. Yeah, whoops a diddly. So there you go. So there you have it. And, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, it, at the time, everybody pretty much thought Brees was a lock to go to Miami. And, mm-hmm. of course, we know what happened there. Culpepper goes there, who – Never did shit in Miami. No. Uh, because he didn't have Chris Carter and Randy Moss to throw to. Yeah. And, and Robert Smith behind him. Right. Uh, Drew Brees goes to New Orleans and, and turned them into perennial contenders. little sidetrack here. Did you ever watch that episode of America's Game, the Saints one? No. Okay. Well, Sean Payton tells a story about. I'll just, spoiler alert. I haven't watched any America's Games unless it was a Steeler. And I still haven't watched Kevin Green's yet. Well, well, that's a football life. That's a different show. But anyway, you fucked up because what was it? America's Game. America's Game about the Super Bowl champions. Football life is about okay. Other so things. yeah, okay. Well, the only America's games I've watched have been about the Steelers, and uh, not Super Bowl thirty or forty. Well, I get that, but you, some of them are great. Oh, I'm sure they are. Uh, but, really fucking up there. But anyway, so Sean Payton tells a story about. Uh, when Breeze was a free agent and, you know, like you said, everyone thought he was going to go to Miami and, you know, New Orleans just had Hurricane Katrina. So he was showing Drew around, you know, there's places to live here. There's still restaurants that are kind of open and shit like that. And Sean's like, you know, I haven't been living there that long. So I took, I took a wrong turn and I ended up in a neighborhood that looked like that was a complete disaster area, like boats and yards, house is torn to shit and he's like oh my god i should just drive this guy to miami right fucking now i can't believe i fucking did that and drew see i i don't mean to interrupt i thought breeze was there already no through katrina no i didn't realize that was the same year yeah wow okay go on so drew breeze had the opposite reaction of because he's a good dude of like oh fuck i gotta help these people and that's actually a part of the reason why he signed him to sign with new orleans wow yeah yeah he is a super cool guy and uh you know, a lot of respect for him, and while he hasn't come out and said it yet, all signs are pointing. Yeah, I mean, the fact that I mean the 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 cameras caught him talking to to Jameis Winston, mm-hmm. and you can literally say see him saying, "This is your team now," right? Which is odd because back when Breeze couldn't play, it wasn't his team then; it was Taysom Hill. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm not on the Taysom Hill train. I I'm don't think he's going to be a good starting quarterback. And I'm not saying Jameis Winston is going to be a superstar, but 
the kid, he's got potential. Mm-hmm. He can sling it. And he's got good athletic ability to where he can get outside the pocket, unlike somebody else that we're going to talk about here very soon. Did you know he got LASIK after the Buccaneers cut him? Yeah. Yeah, so that'll help. <laughs> I would hope. Yeah. I don't know if it's LASIK as much as he's fucking colorblind or he's yeah. throwing to the wrong jerseys all the time. But, I mean, you don't throw for 5,000 yards if you're a – truly a shitty quarterback right granted he also had what 20 some 30 some interceptions he had 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions last year yeah yeah i mean they they, that needs to be cleaned up but he still threw for for 5k so there is potential there and if they can keep that core of receivers even the young guys uh like traquan smith and um deontay harris uh you still got alvin kamara Emmanuel Sanders is going to be there for a few more years. Well, and you got Michael Thomas. Here's a problem. They're like fifty million dollars. Yeah, over the cap. they're they're in some bad cap shape right yeah. now too, which is why I think they showed this year that they can still win pretty. They can win a fair amount of games mm-hmm. without Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. I will be shocked if he's in a Saints uniform next year. I would agree. Uh, I really. Yeah, I just I don't see paying that guy that much money when they pretty much showed. And like I said, we had the emergence of a couple of those young guys uh, in Harris and uh, Traquan Smith that showed that they can play. And and Emmanuel Sanders is a solid receiver. Um, is he a number one guy? No, nah. probably not. But again, we, we saw some pretty good potential with those other guys um, on the other side. Tom Brady wasn't spectacular by any means. No. Uh, he was what, 18 of 33, only 199 yards, did have two touchdowns, but zero picks, and that was basically the difference of the game. Right. Um, and they had a, a slightly better rushing attack with the two-headed monster, Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. Um, it looks like the Saints were running the ball pretty well, though. It's just... They weren't doing bad. I mean, Kamara, like I said, he had 85 yards, almost five yards of carry. But when you're turning the ball over just left and right, they right. Know, Jared Cook had a really bad fumble. Yeah. That was a great defensive play more than anything, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was just a – I guess I won't say it was Jared Cook just dropped the ball. It was just a very inopportune right. moment for him to fumble, which, I mean, there's never an opportune moment to fumble the ball. But the bottom line is is that – If you're up 28, maybe. They were driving – Mm-hmm. And then he dropped the ball, and it, it changed the scope of the game because they were they were slugging it out uh, neck and neck for three quarters. And then mm-hmm. the fourth quarter, all of a sudden, they just completely imploded. Um, and, 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 yeah, they just they could not get anything going. And, like I said, Drew Brees basically told Jameis Winston, it's your team now. And then we saw him walking off the field, and he blows a kiss. And then just before he goes into the tunnel – he looks back. He stops and he looks, takes one last look back to the stadium. And of course, everybody's reading into that. And I think so too. And then, then you see after mm-hmm. the game when he's hanging out with Tom Brady and they're talking and Brady throws his kid a touchdown. I mean, that's cool. It, yeah. It's cool for the kid, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> the, my disdain for Tom Brady will never be. I wavered. know. Um, but yeah, it just every single sign points to this is it for drew and right. even, even Peyton, when they asked him after the game, he's like, that's, 
that's another press conference for another day. So I think he knows mm-hmm. that it's coming. It's yeah. just that he's not going to, you know, let the cat out of the, the bag, I guess. That and Jay Glazer reported it right before the game, too. And he's he's a pretty trustworthy reporter. He, yeah. I mean, Glazer if he says it, get, it's true. Glazer doesn't get enough credit because, yeah. I like agree. you said, typically – and Schefter's good. Schefter is oh, yeah. really good. Rappaport's one that will just fire, you know, the – I could text Rappaport right now some fact, and he'll tweet it, and it will become a story, and it's bullshit. <laughs> uh, but Schefter is pretty good about it. But, yeah, Jay Glazer doesn't come out with as many things that Schefter, you know, as far as the rumor mill or whatnot. Right. Uh, but like you said, if Glazer says it, it's probably about to go down. Yeah. I heard him say in an interview, it's like, I would rather be last on every single story and be right than ever be first and not be right. So. Yeah. And why, I mean, why wouldn't you? Right. Makes perfect sense to me. So that being said, the stage is set now for Sunday, 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 kicking it off at uh, two o'clock central time. We got the, Tampa Bay Gronkineers taking on the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers hosting his first, which I still find this baffling. Yeah. First NFC championship game in Lambeau. And then obviously the the nightcap, we got the Bills at the Chiefs. Um let's go ahead and talk about the NFC. Bucks, Pack. Yeah. Um do you have a rooting interest? Well, well, I guess, I don't know, you still kind of hate the Packers. So do you have a rooting interest, or are you hoping for a plane to crash at midfield in the middle of the game, or what? Gun to my head, I would rather see the Packers win this game. Me too. I, I could stomach the Packers winning the Super Bowl before Tom. Yeah, I don't... I wouldn't really have an issue with Green Bay winning at all, other than having to hear from fucking Packers fans around here. Yeah, there's that. Um, that does suck. Like I talked to Jake last night, and and he's he's on the opposite end of the spectrum for us because, of course, he's a Bears fan. Mm-hmm. So the last thing he wants, it, like the Packers are are his Ravens for us. Um. So yeah, he definitely doesn't want to see that. But if one of those two teams has to win the Super Bowl, I would prefer it to be the Packers. Um, Rodgers is too good to only have one Super Bowl ring. I agree. That too. I yeah, mean. I, I I agree. And. To Tom to see Tom get a seventh, seventh, yeah, no, I just no, um, and we do know now he's mispracticed all week. Antonio Brown is out, which that's that's going to be a blow. Yeah, I mean Brown is he's really been a, a pretty big part of their offense these last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Now Scotty Miller is no slouch in in that slot position. He's fine. Mike Evans should be close to a hundred percent. Still got Godwin, who I think is – I think he's banged up, but I think he's hes not expected to miss any time. You got Gronk. You got Cameron Braid. You got the two-headed monster at running back. So, I mean, they're going to be competitive. Plus, yeah. it's fucking Tom Brady. Right. As much as I hate to admit it, he is still a pretty solid quarterback. Yeah. But it's going to happen. I'm telling you, he's – the. He's inching towards the cliff. Well, fa- Father Time's undefeated, yeah. Yeah, it's going to happen, and it will be glorious when it does. But Yeah. But, yeah. I thought it would be this year. Yeah. I've been did, calling I it, like, four years in a too. row. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I really thought this was the one. Um, but, yeah, in Lambeau, granted, the fans, there, there might be some there, but it's still going to be pretty tame. 
by comparison to what it would be if we weren't in the middle of fucking this bullshit pandemic. Mm. Uh, but I still think that Aaron Rodgers is on a mission this year. Yeah. And they've got a a solid defense, if not Defense great. played pretty – has played great recently. Yes. They, they're – you know, they remind me of the Chiefs last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the Chiefs' defense was pretty soft. But then come playoff time, they really stepped it up a notch. And uh, that's the way the Packers have been playing. Their their defense seems like they've really stiffened up these last couple of weeks. And the young receivers, Lazard and um, Lazard, Lazard, whatever. All I know is the fucking guy killed me in fantasy this year <laughs> when my brother beat me. And anyway, uh, Mar Marquez Scantlin, S Scanlon Valdez, yeah, Valdez Montez, whatever the fuck, well, yeah. that guy, Montez uh, Montel Williams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is how we do. Uh, it, but yeah, he's kind of one of those guys that I'd never heard of, but this year I had a pretty solid year. And you still got Devontae Adams, you still big got, Bob Tunyon too. Yeah, Tunyon, he's he's been hit and miss. Like he'll be, yeah he'll have a great game, and then he won't have a catch. But when he's on, he's on. Um, Aaron Jones has still been really solid this year, and AJ Dillon has we, looked good. We have seen, yes, AJ Dillon has emerged these last few weeks as that big power back. Mm -hmm. And what better time than in the playoffs in the cold weather to to grind it out? And right. AJ Dillon looks like he's one of those guys, and and he is looking very strong. Uh, the line is three and a half. I got Green Bay by a touchdown. I do too. Um, I think that they. They're kind of the Green Bay is kind of similar to New Orleans in the fact that they have a really good offense and their defense, at least recently, has played really well. As also, differences Aaron Rodgers right now is miles ahead of Drew Brees, evidenced by last week. Oh, for sure. So, uh, flip the score of last week, in my opinion, because you're not going to get thirty the, to twenty. You're not going to get those turnovers out of Green Bay. But no, no, I, I really don't think so. Um, and Aaron Rodgers. Again, while he is getting up there in age, he's still one of those guys that he'll tuck it and, and run and pick up mm -hmm. a few tough yards when he has to, whereas like the Drew Brees ain't doing that. No. Um, so, yeah, I I think that's the difference is that Rodgers, uh, he hasn't turned it over that many times. And, I mean, we've talked about this stat before. He threw, what, 48 touchdowns and the team only punted 46 times. Yeah. So when you're on offense, you better score because mm -hmm. there's a pretty good chance that they're not punting. They're, right. they're getting a, a, at least a field goal out of it, so you're going to have to put some points on the board. And Tampa can do that. It's just can they do it every possession or almost every possession the way they're going to have to, I think, to keep up with Green Bay. And can they do it in Green Bay, Wisconsin? Yeah. I mean, and. Right now, they're hovering around freezing. I believe that's the forecast for 2 o'clock on Sunday. So it's going to be cold. It's not going to be the ice bowl or anything. But Yeah, no. And we're used to that because we live in that climate. You live in Tampa. Yeah, but it's Tom Brady. He's played in some cold cold games before. There's 21 other guys on that team. True. You got Gronk. I mean... Uh, all of those – it's not like all of those guys were born and grew up in Florida. That's I not, don't put a lot that, of stock into the that's, weather thing. That's not the point, though. The point is you're, you're still not currently acclimated uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Acclimated. Acclimated to that weather. Like, it's 
when we get that first cold chill of the of the winter it gets down to like 40 it's like oh my god it's so cold and now it's 30 and we're like kind of used to it yeah but again these are grown men that have been playing football their whole life i most and they're from all over the country so i i cold weather i don't think especially if it's just moderately cold mm-hmm. if it was six below wind chill okay you give the home team the advantage but when it's going to be in the 30s i don't see it being any advantage one way or the other 30 degrees when you're wearing yeah full, pads full regalia yeah. i mean i've you played football there was a game a playoff game and against harrisburg but it was here and it was like four degrees out mm-hmm. and i was out there in just my shell mm-hmm. i had no undershirt on or nothing and you the adrenaline takes over so I could only imagine you're an NFL player and who knows what kind of fucking supplements they're pumping through it. <laughs> yeah. Some liquid fire injections or whatever mm. that, that keep them warm. So again, 30 degrees, I don't find it to be that big a deal. I think it's more of an, uh, an issue when you have a moderate, i.e. a, a Pittsburgh, a Buffalo or whatever, mm. Going down to Miami in September when it's 95 degrees. Yeah. That's when I think the weather affects you more than if you're in 20 to 30 degrees. Unless, like I said, it's blizzard conditions, very windy, or okay. things of that nature. Just my opinion. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I doubt it. I, all that being said, Green Bay should win this game, I think. Yeah. So, all right. So then we get to what is our. Uh, our hopeful pick anyway to win the whole damn thing. And that is the Buffalo bills going down to Kansas city, taking on the chefs and it's going to be 40 in the forties there. So weather shouldn't be a factor. They're from Buffalo. So now possible rain they're, they're talking about. So that could affect things a little bit. Right. Uh, Casey, the lines Casey's given up three Patrick Mahomes, as we know, is back. Um, I still don't know what the hell is going on with their running backs. Yeah. Edward Solaire apparently wasn't ready last week. I don't know if he's going to be ready this week. Mm-hmm. I still don't know why the hell they signed Le'Veon Bell. Uh, yeah, they haven't used him really at all. And and I even saw somebody tweeted to Le'Veon about, you know, what? why did you even sign this guy? You're not using him. Mm-hmm. And Le'Veon Bell responded, mm-hmm. replied to it with just LOL. I don't know what the fuck that means, but like, why aren't you using this? Is do you, is he not catching on to the offense? I mean, enough time has passed. That's what I would think. Yeah, he's been there since what week seven, eight, something like that. Yeah, it was like o- near the over, trade deadline. Over yeah. half the season, he's been there. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know how much of the offense he has to pick up. You, you get the ball, you hit this hole. Right. You know, we snap the ball. You run this route. I, it can't be all that complicated. He was doing all that shit in Pittsburgh for four years, five years, whatever it was. So I don't, I don't get that, especially without Edward Solaire. Mm-hmm. When when you got him healthy, okay, I get it. But for the fact that that Daryl Williams, I think Daryl or Damon, Damian, Damian Williams. Are we sure about that? I, don't know. I thought Damian Williams was the one that opted out. I think it's Daryl Williams. I think you're right, actually, yeah. 
Yeah, Damian Williams was the one they had. Yeah, that because was supposed to be the starter. Right. And, and we were shocked because it's like they just drafted your replacement. You're going to set out the year. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So I think it is Daryl Williams that was their basically their third string back, but he got the start and played pretty well in that game. Uh, but like I said, Le'Veon Bell barely touched the ball. All that being said, who you got? Um, I mean, we discussed it before. My rooting interest is, of course, Buffalo. It's really hard to bet against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, can Buffalo do it? Yes, they definitely can. Um, I mean, especially if their defense played like they played last week. Masterful. Yeah. Absolutely masterful in shutting down the run. That's right. not their concern. This true, week. true. But still, Leslie Frazier put out a beautiful game plan to stop what the Ravens do. Um, can he do that again? Can he out-scheme Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy? which, speaking of which, we're going to have to talk about him a little bit later. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't know. Really, I'm just hoping for a good game, and if Buffalo wins, I'll be pleasantly surprised. If not, I, I don't hate Kansas City yet. It's too early in the dynasty. You know, yeah. Check back with me no, in five I, years I when they're like four-time Super Bowl champs, and yeah. So, I don't know. Really just hoping for a good game. I Like I said, I could see that going either way. Um, uh, they played in week six. Yeah. And the Chiefs won 26-17. to 17. Mm. Wow, was that it? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that was the game. They, the, KC pretty much ran all, l- all over them, yeah. They they led the whole, the whole game. Not the whole game, but most of it. Buffalo opened it with a field goal, and then they never saw the lead again. Um, but, yeah, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had 161 yards. Um, Josh Allen was Buffalo's leading rusher, and he had a horrible passing game. He was 14-27, 122 yards, and a pick. Uh, Mahomes, 21-26, of 26, only 225, but two touchdowns, uh, no interceptions, was – basically the big difference josh allen could not get anything really going that game their running game was horrible uh devin singletary was only 10 10 carries 32 yards zach moss who is not going to be a factor because he's out uh, and that was basically the difference of the game yeah i remember the weather that game being horrible like windy bunch of rain yeah yeah, yeah i believe you're right um yeah, my, my heart says Buffalo for sure. Yeah. I, I, as much as I used to not like them and hated on them and made fun of them for, boy, I love losing Super Bowls, their fan base deserves this. And I think Josh Allen's going to have a little bit of redemption. I'm going with Buffalo in the upset. All right. I'm seeing 30-27 to 27 Buffalo. Wow. Okay. God have mercy on the folding tables. Oh yeah. Did you see that? There's a Dick Sporting Goods in Buffalo that's selling folding tail tables. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's great. Speaking of how great Bills fans were, I don't know if we maybe we touched on we it. We touched little bit. on it. I think at the time that we did the show, 
it was like seventy thousand or something like that. Yeah, I think it got all the way up to like three hundred. It was like three hundred sixty thousand dollars, three hundred eighty thousand dollars, something like that. That Bills fans donated to the the charity that uh, Lamar Jackson endorses, backs, likes, whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, kudos on them. That's 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 huge. Uh, very cool. And again, fuck Baltimore, but. I guess they did it for Louisville, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you can get me saying that shit now. Right. But, yeah, I think, like I said, I think, uh, I don't know, I think Buffalo just might be that classic team of destiny thing this year. Maybe, maybe. I, I did have this thought, though, like, if, if they don't if they don't win, which, I mean, like I said, I, I'm having a hard time yeah, picking this game. Uh, but, yeah, it's not like it's going to be a miserable failure or anything. It's like you lost to – the chiefs and hey you're in you're another step closer but um it would be kind of weird the year the bills finally win the super bowl is a year that they couldn't have fans i know you know what i mean yeah that's that, that is terrible so that might be the consolation that might that would probably be my speech afterwards if i'm sean mcdermott and or one of the players and they lose that game it's like be kind of weird if we won it without the fans so let's go all out next year and uh. fair enough yeah so yeah i got i got what did i say 30 27 buffalo i guess did you give your actual pick uh, i it's like you beat around the bush for so long you know yeah i if i had to actually if i were betting it I, i'd probably have to go with kansas city 28-24. Which... I hope I'm wrong, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I really do. But I, I think we're both in the range. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a tight game. Uh, I don't see either team just absolutely running away with it because as masterful as Buffalo's game plan defensively was against Baltimore stopping the run, they're built to stop the pass. Mm-hmm. And that's what KC is much better at. Right. I, I guess I won't say much better because they do have a solid running game, uh, especially if Clyde... Edwards Hilaire is there, which at this point I'm uncertain of. Um, I haven't seen anything that, that says one way or the other, but I was under the impression that he was going to play last week and he didn't. So uh, hard to say. So yeah, that's our picks for the title games. We're both picking green Bay yeah, and, and we're split. I got Buffalo. He's got Casey and uh, we'll see what happens. Hmm. All that being said, uh, let's take a look at the old NFL coaching carousel. We did have a few more hires that have popped up. Uh, Obviously, we covered Urban Meyer. We covered Robert Sala. Robert Sala. Sala or Saleh. We did this last week. Yeah, I think we did. Falcons hired Arthur Smith from the Titans. Chargers hired Brandon Staley. Yeah. Who was the Rams defensive coordinator. That one's kind of a head scratcher. I really thought with a young quarterback, they would go offensive side. I get that, but as good as the... And I really thought they were going to go Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, but... I mean, you want to get down to business as soon as possible, and you don't want to sit here and play the waiting game on Eric Bieniemy. but I don't know. If I was just coming off of... A decent year in terms of expectations, and you've got a possible franchise quarterback coming off of a great rookie year. 
if I'm an owner, I'm thinking I got to get an offensive mind in here. It's just, I mean, that's just me. They've already got a solid defensive core there that they can get healthy with Bosa and um, James Derwin James. Yeah. So I, I get their thinking. Cause I guess what they did is they, that was one of the conditions of getting the job is that you, whoever the head coach could be is they could not change the offense and they could not change the terminology even. So I think their theory That's is a let's fair point. It's I mean, our, this is working with Robert or Justin rather. Let's just stay the course there. And then let's get a defensive guy that can upgrade our defense. That way our def, you know, just don't yeah, have a great no, that, defense. That makes sense. If he's going to keep the same staff offensively, I don't know if that's been. From what I heard, it wasn't. Again, that was his condition. That was the condition for taking the job. Was to basically leave yep. the offensive staff. Well, yep. Okay. That that makes a lot more sense then. Yeah. Uh, at least one of us on this show does his homework. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, then we got the Eagles have hired Nick Sirianni. That's the head scratcher, which is the offensive coordinator of the Indianapolis Colts. Well, is it a head scratcher though, or is it a? Uh, well, he's there. We'll take him. You know what I mean? Because we talked about this. I don't see people lining up for that job. No, I mean they they did interview a lot of people, but let's be honest. I mean, I would take the interview regardless. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, um, if I've got a job. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, as a coordinator on a solid team that, you know, my name's being thrown around there up and coming, I think I might wait. I would too. Yeah, I'd pass on that. You know, so I think Sirianni is like, well, this, you know, this is my shot. Yeah. I, if I could turn these guys around, I could pretty much write my own checks. And I I got to think that's his mindset right, right. now. And, and who knows? Maybe he can fix whatever the hell is wrong in Carson Wentz's head. Cause at this point I think that's all it is. Yeah. You know, I don't think Carson Wentz is a bad quarterback. No, I'm I mean, not necessarily going to say Jalen hurts is a better quarterback. When Wentz got hurt and Jake brought this up last night as well, that it's, that seems to be when like maybe he's in his head about afraid of getting hurt or uh, who knows, but he got paid. So fuck it. Maybe one of those mindsets. Yeah. And maybe the Sirianni guy, I got to think, has sat down and talked to, you know, a couple of the key players throughout the interview process, at least I would imagine. Yeah. And maybe he think that that he can fix it or squash the controversy right off the bat, whether it's going to be Wentz or Jalen Hurts. But all signs point to that it's going to be Wentz because I think that's why Peterson is gone. They've yeah. got their... $136 million man that they're not ready to just abandon. Yet. Yeah. I know part of the, cause I guess Sirianni was on the Eagle staff the year they won the Super Bowl, and Wentz had that MVP like season. So might be kind of trying to capture some of that magic from that season as well. Um, yeah, but didn't really know anything. I don't think I ever heard of them until they hired him. So, I mean, the, the only people that they interviewed was Dennis Allen, which was the Saints defensive coordinator, Todd Bowles, the Bucks defensive coordinator, who's still a, alive. Hmm. Eric Bieniemy, all they did was they requested an interview, mm-hmm. which apparently they couldn't wait. 
They had planned interviews with Jared Mayo, who is... Wow, I didn't know he was coaching. Gerard Mayo? Gerard Mayo. The rumor is that he is a heavy favorite, or at least a candidate for the Tennessee job, which we'll also get into. Um, Josh, oh, really? Yeah, they, they had planned to talk to Josh McDaniels, planned to talk to Kellen Moore, which is the Cowboys offensive coordinator. Um, they talked to Robert Saleh, obviously Nick Sirianni, Arthur Smith and Brandon Staley, all who got jobs elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so their options were pretty limited. Mm-hmm. And the enemy, obviously, they can't talk to for at least another week, maybe more. Mm-hmm. Although I think they could do interviews in that bye week. Yeah. Between the championship and the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think that I even heard that, too, that the NFL gave permission to do Zoom interviews, I think, during that bye period. So, But I got to think that they knew Eric Bieniemy wasn't going there. Mm-hmm. And this guy probably gave a pretty good interview. And maybe it's a guy, I mean, maybe even they know that this is a short-term situation. Yeah. So let's just get this guy in here and see what he's got. Mm-hmm. And if we have to hit the reset button in a couple of years, so be it. But right. Here's somebody that wants the job. Take it. Uh, meanwhile, the Houston Texans... There have been no whispers that I've heard. Although I did hear that they have now requested a, an interview with the uh, enemy. Oh yeah, I think it's too late. I, I just I don't I don't think they can write that ship with w- Watson. With Watson, yeah, yeah. I, just, I I I don't think so either. It, it's gonna it's gonna be real interesting to see how it plays out. Because the decision's going to have to be made soon. You've got to get a coach in there and, and start building for your next season and preparing for the the combines coming up in no time, February. Mm-hmm. There, there is no combine this year. I thought they. Nope. There's no combine this year. Are they all doing it virtually then? No, they're just doing pro days. That way, you're not bringing oh, like a couple hundred players in one city, okay. coaches and whatnot. So well, I know they did that. No, they had a combine last year, didn't they, or did they not? I think they did. Yeah, I think they did, too, because we were – I think they – it was right at the beginning of the whole COVID thing, if I'm not mistaken. Sure. That's Yeah, I think you're right. Pretty pretty close to yeah. it. Yeah. So I thought I read something, though, that they were – they released the guidelines for the combine, but obviously not. So no. there you go. Either way, you still got to start planning whether it's bringing guys in for workouts, whatever, you got to have a coach in place. Uh, somebody that can get on the same page with Nick Casario, Cesario, whatever the fuck his name is. And, uh, and start to try and figure out how you're going to write that ship, which at this point, I don't know that you're gonna. All right. Where do you think, I don't know how, we didn't really get into this last week. Where do you think Watson ends up? Man. I know, right? <laughs> I don't know. I, I really don't. Uh, what kind of just looking out at the teams? Um, I know Miami was rumored. Miami is a possibility with a swap with picks and Tua. Right. Um, I know Bears fans would love to see it. Mm-hmm. Which, which would be funny because here they – this year they finally have a first again after making the trade for Khalil Mack. Yeah. And now, I mean, let's be honest, you're going to have to give away 
At least two firsts. I, I would think probably three, honestly. Uh, well, I mean, at least two firsts and then a, a third, and it, it's going to be a massive haul. I mean, I think the, I think it starts at two firsts. Yeah, and it might go into a bidding war type deal. But if should the Bears jump in the ring, they will literally go four or five years without a first round yeah. pick just to get Khalil Mack and Deshaun Watson. And that's not that's not too terrible when you think about it. Not really, no. Um, yeah, it's a pretty big price, but is it too big of a price to pay for a, in my opinion, dead solid franchise quarterback as long as you can keep him healthy? Right. You know, and, and give him some weapons. Same thing with Khalil Mack. I, I think he's worth two firsts. He's mm-hmm. a stud. Um. I think we, as Steeler fans, got off pretty easy getting Mika Fitzpatrick for just one first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I'll take that deal. You give me a franchise-caliber defensive player for a first-round pick, a guy that's only in his second year, I'm going to do that every single time. Um, All that being said, uh, Miami probably – just in my opinion, is the favorite. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't rule out New England. Um, no, I mean, I guess not. It's Belichick. And yeah. I mean, he likes putting trades together and things of that nature. And he might be a little bitter over, you know, because people are talking. Oh, yeah. It it was Tom. It wasn't Bill. Right. If you give him a guy like Deshaun Watson, maybe he could just one last time try and prove that he can win without Tom. It was more him, and, yeah, he can win without Tom. So, I I, again, I I put them as a dark horse, but I think there is a possibility. Hmm. Jets. I wouldn't rule out the Jets because they've got a second overall pick that – would be very enticing. Right. Um, if you're Houston trying to rebuild, you can automatically get the number two pick and then a potential first the following season. Sam Darnold, well. too. And you could throw in Sam Darnold to where you could plug that in, and who knows, maybe you don't have to. You could get Sam Darnold and then take trade down maybe a couple spots and take one of the stud tackles and instantly help your offensive line, or you could get – their defense needs a lot of help too. But. True, but there's options. Right, what I'm saying the Jets could make some some serious splash moves there by trading Darnold, trading the number two pick, and then turning that number two pick into maybe a couple of picks down in the same draft, or you could turn that. You know, well, you the, could expand. Sure, your haul. Yeah, that second overall pick and Sam Darnold. That's not enough for him though. It'd probably be both first rounders they have this don't, year. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't they have Seattle's first rounder uh-huh. for Jamal Adams? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean they they again they've got the potential. Um nobody in the AFC North realistically, as much as no. I would be okay with Pittsburgh making that deal, I don't see it happening. No. Um I don't think the Colts would be in play. Nah. No, they wouldn't trade him within the division. No fucking way. Uh, obviously not Jacksonville, not Tennessee, Denver. I don't. Yeah, I mean they're 
I don't think they're ready to give up on. No. What the hell's Drew Lock? Drew Lock. Yeah, I don't think they're going to give up on him yet. Hmm. Um, it won't be the Raiders, as I I think. Gruden is happy with where he's at there. No. Obviously not the Chargers. Cowboys is interesting. Um, what would you rather do? Yeah. Would you rather sign Dak to a long-term deal, or would you rather sell the farm and bring in another franchise quarterback? I, it's, it's Jerry Jones. It's, I know, but the way Dak looked pre-injury. and He was on fire. He, yeah, yeah, I'd probably roll with Dak, keep my draft picks, and then rebuild around him. Uh, damn sure won't be the Eagles. No. Probably won't be the Giants. Washington, no, I, I can't see Snyder pulling that off. And they're, I think, pretty misguided right now. And I think they think Taylor Hinkle or whatever the fuck his name Heineke? is. Heineke? Is it Heineke? Yeah. Is it really? Heineke. Heineke. Like the beer, Heineke. Or is it Heineke? Heineke. Heineken is the beer. Heineke. Oh, yeah. Let's see. I'm a drink beer. <laughs> but, yeah. That's not especially that disgusting. But, but I shit. think, yeah, I think they think that they've really got something with that kid. And I'm not so sold on that. Uh, so yeah, Bears maybe, Lions no, Packers no, Vikings no, Kansas City, no. <laughs> Falcons, no, just because they, yeah, they're gonna have to bite the bullet for at least this upcoming year because of their cap situation and just Panthers could be interesting, perhaps, yeah. God, Deshaun Watson and. Carolina, yeah. A healthy Christian McCaffrey, if that ever happens again. Well, I was just thinking Carolina, too. Yeah. Because, you know, Clemson kid. Clemson, yeah. Uh, uh, Saints, probably not. No. Not the Bucks. Definitely not the Cardinals. Not the Rams. Niners, uh, perhaps. Might be the Rams, because Goff, yeah. Goff and uh, McDermott are not. Mc, McVay. What? God damn it. Where's McDermott? The Sean. Bills. He's the Bills hit oh, coach. Oh, okay. See, Sean. Whatever. Same thing. Um, <laughs> I pay attention. Yeah. Um, but they're not on the same page. No, that's what I heard. So that's potential. Goff needs to keep his fucking mouth shut. Cause like, hey kid, do you remember the struggle you had in your rookie year before he got there? Yeah. And people are already whispering. I think this kid might be a bust, and he saved your career. Yeah. Shut and, your fucking and, mouth. And he hasn't. Set the world on fire. He's not an elite he, quarterback. No, no. he's, he's been, pretty good. He's been solid. Yeah, more so that he's had McVay on his side. Right. Um. But yeah, enjoy the fact that you have a job. Um. Niners is also interesting. Yeah. I don't think they're sold on Garoppolo. Right. Definitely won't be Seattle. So, of all those that we listed, we got. In my opinion, the possibilities are the Dolphins, Patriots, Jets. Maybe the Cowboys, no. the Bears, Panthers, Rams, and Niners are like, those are your major possible players. And if I had to pick one that I think has got the best shot, I think the Jets have the best chance to land him with, with what they can offer. Right. Miami probably is a close second. Mm-hmm. Because you got to remember, Miami's got a really high draft pick. Yeah, that they, they have the Texans pick. Yeah, 
from the Laramie Trent Tunzel trade. Yes. So, so uh, yeah, it, gun to my head, if I tell you, if somebody's going to make the deal, it's going to be the Jets or the Dolphins, I think. Right. Does that, knowing you're going to get, you're either going to have Deshaun Watson on your team or you're going to get a massive draft hole for him, is Houston an attractive job? Everyone's saying it's not, but I'm like, you're going to get a lot back from from for him. So, I mean, you're going to get back all those picks that you're missing that fucking Bill O'Brien just gave away like candy. Yeah, I mean, is it an attractive job right now? No. No. But if they can have a deal on the table mm-hmm. and explain to this coach that, hey, this is, yes, you, you don't get this guy, but look at what we have. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got all these picks. You got Tua or you got Sam Darnold or whatever. Like, you've got the tools to build something here. Then, then yeah, it becomes way more of a, a an attractive job if ownership can prove that they're all in. Sure. As opposed to what they've been showing. Because let's be honest, none of these deals happen without the ownership at least saying okay right you know i mean even as as bad as bill o'brien's moves it's not like i i don't believe that he just was on the phone making these trades without consulting with ownership saying you know in which case how do you not fucking disconnect the phone in his office at exactly that point? And like, fire the? him on the spot yeah I, personally if i'm the owner of the texans then, hey yeah it's bill down here in the office look i got a trade offer for deandre hopkins and hello Hello. Yeah. <laughs> that that's what I'm saying right there. Like, yeah. No. You're not trading the best fucking or one of the best fucking receivers in the NFL. No, my response would be, "Oh, how many first round picks we get?" Uh, none. We get David Johnson a third rounder. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. D- we'll send your shit to you. Don't even pack up just leave. <laughs> So, yeah, that's one of the all-time boneheaded trades. Um, so yeah, uh, I I don't think He's going to be a Texan next year is the bottom line. But if I, like I said, gun to my head, I think Miami and the Jets have the best possible packages they could put together to make something happen. All that being said, like I said, one of the other teams I listed wouldn't completely surprise me. It just depends on what kind of compensation that they can do. Right. Uh, one thing we I, I brushed over for, for a certain for a purpose, the Lions hired uh, their coach as well. And apparently – in order to get the job of the Lions, one of the job requirements was to be a psychopath. <laughs> yeah. Dan Campbell was was he a defensive coordinator? No. Tight end tight ends coach. Never been he? a coordinator, no. Wasn't he a tight ends coach? Tight ends coach, and I think he was the assistant head coach for Miami, maybe, I wanna say. Saints assistant. Oh, that's right. That's right. And tight ends coach. So he's coming from a a good uh, pedigree there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been under Peyton for a while now. Yeah. So you got that. But yeah, that press conference was uh, pretty, interesting. Pr- pretty cringy. Talking yeah. about biting kneecaps off and how many times that people are going to have to punch him in the face to get him to stay down. Like. Look, I get it. You're fired up, and you're trying to send a message that you're not going to be pushed around. But, A, you coach the Lions. I don't know if you've watched the Lions play for the last— I think that's his point. I know, but still, like, tone it down just a little bit. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, come in fired up, but 
don't come in and basically threaten cannibalism <laughs> as your selling point for how tough your team is going to be. All that being said, look, I, I wish him all the luck in the world. The Lions, is, that's another organization that if there's one out there that deserves a winner, it's yeah. them. Because, I mean, they, they don't have a horrible fan base. It's not great, but they, they've had literally no reason. Like, at least Buffalo made it to some Super Bowls. The Lions have never been there. No. Their big highlight is they had Calvin Johnson and Barry, and Barry Sanders. Sanders and in the last fifty years, and what they? How many playoff games did they win with those guys? Like two. Calvin won none. Barry, Barry won. Barry won one or two. Yes, if that. And they were like wild card games, I think. Yeah. So yeah, they they need something. And Matthew Stafford is a stud. Yeah, and deserves to end his career with with a shot at a winner. Which is why I would love to see him come to Pittsburgh, but it's not going to happen. Are we uh, elaborating on the Steeler situation later? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be getting to that here okay. momentarily. Okay, but uh, but yeah, so Dan Campbell gets the uh, the Lions job, and it will, uh, yeah, be interesting to see what he does. All that being said, so as far as job openings, we have the Texans, Texans, and that's it. Yeah. And Eric Bieniemy mm-hmm. is still, well, I won't say unemployed because he's got a pretty good gig where he's at right now. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, at this point, his only shot is Houston. Right. And they have requested an interview, the last I saw, which was, I uh, believe, a few days ago. They Well, it says they completed him. The team says they have completed an interview with him. Hmm. I don't know when that took place maybe they did it early on or whatever uh they've also interviewed joe brady jim caldwell david cully don't know who that is raven's assistant uh matt eberflus eberflus colts defensive coordinator kind of surprised he didn't get more buzz yeah he's done a really good job with that defense they were number one for several weeks and and near near the top all season Mm -hmm. um so yeah, what what are your thoughts on the enemy? Um, I don't as, know if... as Boomer used to say back in the day, Eric sleeping with the enemy. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that was his his little nickname for the enemy back in the old primetime days. He had some fun, great nicknames yeah, for guys. Yeah, it, it was hard to beat Boomer and Tom yeah. Jackson. My favorite one, I think, was Jake when daylight come, you got a Delome. Yeah, yeah, fucking stupid. Or uh, anytime somebody was from the U. No, no, no. The original one was okay. Louisville. Okay. They would say a player, like, let's just, for example, and Tom Jackson was always the one. I think Tom Jackson was either from there or around there, but they made basically what you did. They were making fun of the way you say it. Yeah. And uh, Boomer would be like, Eric Bienemy from, and then Tom Jackson, Louisville. Oh. <laughs> he would never say it, Tom Jackson, Louisville. Mm. Okay. Anyway, okay. What were we saying? I don't know what we're talking about. Eric Bieniemy <laughs> from Louisville. He's right. not, but anyway. Anyway, so um, yeah, it is very strange because when the season started, I remember the very first game they talked about how. Oh yeah, he's going to be a head coach. Well, that and Chiefs players were pissed he didn't get a job. Yeah, it's like why the last fuck? year. Yeah. yeah, it's like why didn't anyone hire him? And that has continued. Um, Alex Smith, who. I think the enemy was like the running backs coach when he was there. Yeah. He said the same thing. I don't know why no one's hired him yet. 
did you know it hasn't been talked about very much? There's a reason why. I just heard it. When he was at Colorado, he was kind of accused of covering up a rape. I did not know this. I did not either. Not many people are talking about it, but I guess there was a... There was some... And again, I don't know much about the story, but there, I, that, that's the new theory is that he was there when there was some sort of controversy. And I think that might be part of the reason why is that teams are afraid to hire him and then, hey, let's go through this guy's history. Wait, what? There was some rape cover-up at Colorado when he was there? 20 years ago, 20 at least, I yeah. think. Uh, and, and you don't know how – I don't know what his position was there or anything. Like I said, I, I basically read a headline, which, you know, that's a great way to report news. But um, that might – I think that might be a part of it. But I still think the biggest reason why is – and I think we touched on this last week is how much of this team's success is because of him. Yeah. I mean, how, you, got, you got Andy Reid there, and you, you fell into Patrick Mahomes. You mm-hmm. had – uh, Alex Smith, which I don't know how the enemy's been the OC for Nagy was the OC when Smith was there. Okay, so the enemy took over when Nagy left. Yeah, to go to the Bears, who mm-hmm. most Bears fans want his head on a pike. But, yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's only been the coordinator now for what three seasons? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's done a great job. But at the same time. It does beg the question how much of it is Andy Reid, who is a known like quarterback slash offensive guru. Yeah. Uh, Legitimately one of the best coaches in the league. Yeah. Without question. And undefeated at the buffet table. Yeah. And I, we have now learned has balls big enough to come in a dump truck. Right. Still sucks at clock management, but. Yeah. That... When, when you're putting up 30 points a game, it doesn't matter. Right. Sometimes more. Right. Uh, yeah, that's that's a very – I had never heard that as far as Piennemi and the whole college thing. Yeah, you feel some air all. That – this all ties back to this thing that I've been saying since I started doing podcasts back with Eldonzo and even a little bit on here is the internet and social media has just led to this – impending social collapse, societal collapse that we are going to be experiencing and social media and the spread of, of this kind of stuff. You know, if he did it, if he raped the person, okay. And I don't even know as far as the whole cover up. like I would need to hear the actual details of it before right. I could really make a judgment. But at the same time, we're talking at least 20 years ago, probably more than that. I I can't remember exactly when his playing days were. I know they were in the 90s, which would put him in college probably. I want to say Eric Bieniemy was playing when I was in high school. So that would have been the early 90s. Early to mid 90s is when he was early into his NFL career. So that puts him in college late 80s to early 90s. Okay, so uh, I found an article that's got a little bit of his rap sheet. Oh. Okay. Uh, according to South Florida Senate Sen- Sentinel. Sentinel, yeah. Sentinel, yeah. Uh, Colorado police arrested Biennemi and teammates something McGee following a February 98 bar fight. 
I think you get a pass on that one. Yeah. You got in a bar fight, no yeah. big deal. Who hasn't? Pleaded no contest, deferred sentences, court-mandated community service. So even in the legal realm, in my opinion, that's not that big a deal. No. Okay. The enemy pleaded no contest after allegedly shoving a firefighter. Colorado suspended the enemy for one game in the upcoming season. Okay, that's no big deal. Police once again arrested the enemy in the NFL in September '93. Uh, the Orlando Sentinel reported that the enemy allegedly grabbed a female parking attendant by the neck and threatened her. Okay, well that's not cool. Uh, da 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 da. Colorado police arrested the enemy on a DUI charge in April 2001, three months after he joined the football staff as a running backs coach. And when? What year was that? Oh, one. So DUI. Hey, that's not cool. But that hey, you know what? That was also twenty years ago. Yeah, people it, can. Unless okay. there has literally been something that is a huge like character issue in the last decade. Well, to me, it's irrelevant. Okay, here's. Okay, this one's kind of shitty. Um, the enemy was also linked to allegations that Colorado's football program used alcohol and sex to lure recruits. ESPN okay, reported in 2004, hold on, that 2004 that the university discovered there was evidence of drug and alcohol use being used to entice recruits, though no university officials were guilty of misconduct. It's not college, so they're not recruiting guys anymore. Again, when they're talking about when he was there mm-hmm. playing? or That's when he was a coach. Kind of the, like the old... Uh, oh, so early, or it would have been what, early 2000s? I, I Yeah, 2004. Oh. Okay. I'm willing to bet that there are a lot of schools that that do that. Lou had to fire. Yeah. what's his name a few years ago because yeah, he literally did the exact same thing. Coach, yeah, yeah. So okay, again, I mean, not cool, but should it keep him from a job? No, I. I, I would agree. I mean, the, the worst one there is the grabbing a woman by the neck thing, but. That was 20 years ago. People change. Look, sometimes Wayne Brady's got to choke a bitch. <laughs> so. Just kidding. Right. Or somebody fucking reports this and we get thrown off. But um, No, I would agree, though. Yeah, I mean, he again, on those incidences I ran through, there's nothing that's within I gotta 15 think, years. So that if that were the case, one of these guys would break this story. As this being, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because this is like something Schefter or even Glazer for that matter. But Schefter for sure would like, look, this is why, like, you know, he helped rape somebody back in the day or covered it up, hid the panties, whatever the case may be. Uh, I think we would have heard that. Yeah. And uh, part of the reason why I want to bring it up, too, is I was watching Rich Eisen yesterday. And uh, do you ever watch his show? I have in the past. One of his producers, I guess. I don't know the gentleman's name. He's really good on the show, but... It, it's a black dude, and they were talking about what. What's the reason? And he goes, "I, I think I know the reason, but I don't want to say it." Being race, and I'm like, "It's 2021. We've had a lot of black coaches in the league." Quite, yeah, quite a few, but never Se- enough. I get sick of hearing that whole thing. Anyway, look, if I'm a team owner. I'm hiring who I think is the best fit for the job. I don't care what their color is. And I'm tired of people bringing that up. I really am. It doesn't make me a racist. It's just a simple fact that 
if you own the team and this guy says what you want to hear as an owner, what you want out of your coach, I don't give a fuck if he's white, black, brown, pink, or purple. It shouldn't be an issue. And the fact that people make it an issue is what continues to push this narrative, this divide about black people don't get enough opportunities. I, I think that's... Years ago? Yeah, I could see it. I just... In the NFL in 2021, I don't think I don't that's think valid. It's as I really big don't. As a problem as people, I really don't. As these talking heads will make you think that, oh, well, this old white rich owner won't hire a black guy. No, I don't. I really don't think that's the the case. I don't. Right. But anyway, so yeah, it, it's Houston or nothing. Which again, we talked about. If I'm Eric Bieniemy, I think I'm waiting, unless yeah they can pull a trigger on a deal and and like look. This is, you know, you can build your team now. We've got all the tools. Yeah, we got rid of Sean Watson, but we've got a mountain of draft picks. Do what you want to do, and then they might have a shot at him. Other than that, I, if I'm Eric Bieniemy, I think I'm going to ride this Chiefs train one more season and see what pops up next year. Right. You know? Yeah. Whatever. What were you saying about Gerard Mayo? Uh, Tennessee. Did you see the scandal with Tennessee? Yeah, they literal bag men, which is money in McDonald's bags, giving them to recruits to get them to sign. Yeah, basically what it boiled down to is they had to fire their coach. Um, and Fulmer is actually their AD. They drug mm-hmm. him out of retirement. He is re- now retired again, um, and he wasn't uh, implicated in this at all. Mm. It just coincidentally he was retiring this year anyway, and – but, yeah, they, they fired their coach, and the rumor is, and Gerard Mayo has come out and said, all they got to do is call, and I'll take the job. And so they fired their coach, and they're imposing their own sanctions, but the NCAA is uh, investigating. And with the uh, charges or – Allegations? Allegations and fractions that their that they're school found – Mm-hmm they're going to get probably a three to five year ban. Damn. Yeah. It's, I guess it's pretty big. That's a program that really cannot afford that right now either. No. Cause they've been on the slide in like the last 15 plus years. So, and and for Gerard Mayo to come out and say, I'll take the job anyway, knowing that's on the table. Went to Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. Give give it to him. Let him see what he can do. and, And, you know, he's a big name, so it might help. Draw a few recruits in, and you know, younger too. I think yeah, that they're, helps. They're still but... gonna, you know, they can still play and compete. They just, you know, let's be honest, they're not gonna compete for a national title anyway. Mm-hmm. But you could at least start to change the narrative. The, yeah, change the narrative, the appearance of the program, and and start something. Right. I mean, they're gonna have to do something because I mean, we're right in the thick of the the recruiting phase right now for those guys. Yeah, but yeah, that's uh, that's what went down with Tennessee. No. Um, especially with being a Michigan fan, though, that's a trend I'd like to see ads get away from. Hey, he was a hero here as a player. Let's hire yeah. him to be our coach. Did Nick Saban go to Bama? Nope. Yeah. Did Dab go? Dabo go to Clemson? No, he actually went to Bama. Like, did Brian Kelly go to Notre Dame? No. Did Ryan Day go to Ohio State? Don't believe so. Gee. What whatever are you alluding to? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm just saying it's like yeah, no, I agree. Th- they kind of give guys 
uh, not a pass because I mean Harbaugh's a, look, a longer leash or yeah, and I think it just looks shinier too. It's like oh, I can't, I could bring in this guy in. Oh, he went here too. Like Gerard Mayo, I didn't know he was a coach. He was an he's an inside linebackers coach at New England. Yeah, you you want to give him the head coaching job of an SEC school? Probably uh, not. I wouldn't. I, I. But who are you going to hire? Very good point. I mean, given what's going on, like that's going to be a hard job to sell, right? So to have a guy be like, uh, I'll take it. Like you know, I mean, Andy's coming from the Bill Belichick, which is. That always works out. Yeah. Well, no, but what, it's still a big feather in the cap. Like, you know what I mean? Fucking shouldn't be, but yeah. I agree. Because, yeah, they've literally done nothing. But yeah. still, on the outside looking in, like, you know, okay. Right. Give him a shot. Because I don't think there's going to be too many big names beating on our door to, to take this job. So mm. we're going to have to either go with Jerkwater Dickweed from <laughs> Appalachian. Southern. So, yeah, Appalachian Southern State School for the Blind. Yeah. You know, who you're going to get a complete unknown, mm-hmm. or you can plug this guy in who's got name recognition. Yeah. That's a no brainer. Right. Because you're not going to pull one of these up and coming college coaches that are, they're looking for jobs where they can make some noise. And sure. right now, you're not going to do that at Tennessee because you're about to get slapped in the face with some serious sanctions. Right. I mean, we say that, but when. Penn State had their massive scandal, and they had sanctions, and they fired Joe Paterno. Yeah, but all they did was fuck boys. <laughs> Kidding again. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, my point is they hired Bill O'Brien, who was yeah. kind of like sort of Eric Bieniemy level coaching candidate. Uh, Maybe not as but much. That's but that's Penn State. Right. Who, I mean, that's still a... A major program. Well, so is Tennessee. Not as much, though. They've really lost some luster since the... I would say at the time Penn State went through their scandal, they were in a relatively close position where Tennessee is now. Yeah, but still, I still say Penn State, just given what they were coming out of, being the Joe Pyre and all that, I still think they were a bigger job prospect than Tennessee is right now. Just because Tennessee has really slid these lives. They, basically, since T. Martin left, they've been on kind of a downward slide. They have a couple decent years here and there, but nowhere near what they were in like the, the 80s and 90s. Right. Whereas Penn State, yeah, they have their off year every now and then, but typically they're in the conversation in the Big Ten ever since they joined it. Hmm. So, yeah, like I said, I think that's Tennessee's only real play here is get a guy that wants to be there has name recognition and sure maybe he's not your long-term solution but stopgap yeah yeah and who knows maybe he'll turn out to be a great college coach right and because of his age and everything and yeah he's college kids probably remember watching him in the nfl so yeah Yeah, there's i mean there's, there's potential there yeah all right moving on to what in a second uh (laughs) Gotta check the old bat phone here. Oh yeah, the bat computer. I'm oh, fucking killing it right thing. now. Yeah, no. Um, hey, it's my career. We're talking here. Mm. Uh, oh, one thing before we get into the whole Steeler side of stuff. 
Philip Rivers. Yeah. Can't believe we kind of glossed over that. Philip Rivers announced his retirement in uh, 2000, class of 2004, which, whether you like it or not, will go down as probably the second best quarterback class of all time. Okay. Behind, I was going to see how far you're going to take that. I'm like, you're not going to. No, you're not okay. going to beat the 83 class. Okay. Um, but again, name a class other than 83 as far as quarterbacks that did more than those three. Far, not necessarily as championships, but it, they still had four between the three of them, mm-hmm. um, and six appearances total. Yeah, Ben's been to four, three. Yeah, Ben's been to three. Yeah, so, so five, five, five. Still, yeah, still very impressive. And, and just looking at the stats between those three guys, pretty monumental. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're up there between Eli uh, Rivers and Big Ben. Uh, I, I liked Rivers. In fact, me too. Uh, he was supposed to be a Steeler. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Cower fucking loved him and was that was going to be his guy if he was there. Most of the mock drafts had us taking him, and then we saw what happened with the Giants, San Diego, and swap. Uh, but yeah, I was Philip Rivers was one of those guys that. He was always solid, mm-hmm. even when the team wasn't. He was a guy that, like, he, fantasy football, always, he was never the flashy pick mm-hmm. that you would get, you know, that it wasn't going to be your first choice if you were looking for a stud quarterback, but he was that guy that you could get in the mid to late rounds, and at the end of the year, he was right there in the top five as far as scoring. Yeah. He could sling it all over the yard. He was tough. Mm-hmm. The fucking guy played an entire AFC championship game with a torn ACL yeah. against New England back in, oh, I don't know, six or seven, something somewhere in that. Later than that. Was it? Yeah. A little bit later. See, Ben Ben played so, him his rookie year in 04 slash 05. I don't think it was much longer than that. He sat for two years, remember? Been, probably about 08, 09. Okay. Somewhere in there. Uh, but just, yeah, super tough. And obviously had some of the strongest sperm in the NFL. <sighs> yeah. What's he got? Like nine, nine kids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great career. Uh, sad to see him go out without a championship. Cause mm-hmm. th- that was, he was one of the good ones. Um, and by everybody else's accounts, one of the biggest trash talkers in the NFL. Yeah. And, uh, did yeah. you see that clip from, I think two seasons ago, um, the Chargers were playing the Jags, and you just see Rivers throw a pass. Uh, Ngakwe pushes him down and then immediately helps him up. And then after he helps him up, you just see Phillip Rivers go, 90 yards, 90-yard <laughs> touchdown. And Ngakwe's like, don't do that near my ear. And he goes, oh, I'll do that near your ear. <laughs> Even the refs tells him, like, get the fuck out of here. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking funny, but um, – I can be excited. Yeah, you can be excited. Just don't do that shit my, near my ear. Oh, I'll do that near your ear. <laughs> Gakwe's like, oh, I'll holler at you after the game. And they were cool or whatever. But yeah. Still. But yeah, it's like I said, a great career. Just it's kind of like Marino, you know? I mean, he was uh, not in that he was as good as Marino, but he was right. He's up there. He Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. Dan Fouts. <coughs> Very good example. Uh, just an absolute stud, sling it all over the yard, uh, was a winner, just 
never could quite get it all together as far as his team to to get a championship. But you buried my question there, because I was going to ask: Is he a Hall of Famer? Oh, in my mind, yeah. Oh yeah, I think so. But maybe, maybe not a first ballot. No, no, no. He might have to wait a little bit. Yeah, but I think yeah, he gets in. Christ, he played seventeen years. 15 basically as a starter um numbers are just off the fucking charts um i don't see any scenario where he never gets in the whole thing right probably not first ballot depending on who else you know comes is available in, in the class five years down the road but yeah i i don't see any way that 10 years from now he's not in the hall of fame right because i'm hearing a lot of people say online it's like the debate because they're in the same draft class is like, well, he's not a hall of famer. Eli is cause Eli has rings. Here's my argument to that at, at any point in their respective careers was Eli better than Philip rivers. No, I no, no. Show me one year. He wasn't ever. No. Yeah. As far as if it's 2004 right now and big Ben doesn't exist and you tell me these are the two guys that, and knowing what I know now, I'm I'm building my team around Philip Rivers. Right. Well, if I'm the Chargers, I'm still going to trade that pick anyway because Eli doesn't want to go there, and I get extra picks for yeah. him. So. Yeah. Well, I'm just. In, I, I know. In, in I know what you mean. Yeah. I know. Knowing what I know now, yes, I think Philip Rivers was and always has been a better all-around quarterback than than Eli Manning. Right. Eli Manning isn't horrible. He had some <laughs> bad years, especially the last few years, but you know. He, when the stage was big, he produced. I mean, let's be honest. He produced one of the greatest plays in Super Bowl history that wasn't a touchdown for that matter. And Two. A lot of it was, yeah, exactly. The Manningham catch. Um, from? Hmm? From? Michigan. Yes. Um, but, yeah, Eli, like I said, I'm not going to say Eli's not a Hall of Famer because I think he is. I do, too. Um, but you, yeah, you'll never convince me that Eli Manning was a better quarterback than Philip Rivers, right? Yeah. As far as better overall quarterback, I'm not 100 percent sure that Ben's better than Philip Rivers. They're very comparable. Yeah, very comparable. Early on in his year, I think Ben in his career, I think Ben had a, a an advantage, and even later in his career, Ben was a lot tougher as far as tougher to bring down. Yeah. Hard, more mobile sack. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and definitely more mobile to where early in his career, if shit broke down, Ben was going to tuck it and run. Whereas rivers never really did that. I mean, he, I'm sure there's a few, but not to no. the degree that Ben did in the earliest years of his career. But I, yeah, I think they're very comparable and I, I would have been happy Knowing how their careers went, I would have been happy either way with either Ben or or Rivers, for that matter. I I heard Colin Cowherd say this, and I actually agree with him. Um, If the roles were reversed and Rivers went to – or I'm sorry, Roethlisberger went to the Chargers and we got Rivers, the conversations are the same. Rivers ends with – I think so. Rivers ends his career with two Super Bowls and Ben, man, too bad he didn't win a Super Bowl. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I think they're that yeah, close. I, yeah, I won't sit here and say that we would have won more with Philip Rivers, I, because I don't necessarily believe that. Maybe a few things here and there, but I doubt it. Um, but yeah, I think they're 
for being different play styles. Because Rivers, Rivers is probably a better passer mm-hmm. um, overall than Ben. But yeah, I I won't I I won't say that we had won more if we would have had Rivers. I think we'd be like I said, pretty much the same boat. Right. But yeah, Rivers in my opinion definitely Hall of Famer. The Super Bowls lack thereof might keep him from being first ballot. Do but you maybe think? Maybe not. Do you think? There's other positions where I think with quarterbacks, they put way too much stock in that. And I get that it's the most important position in the, in my opinion, all of North American sports at least. But like, I, mean, I don't think Terrell Davis should be in the Hall of Fame. I've heard that argument. I think that's fair. He was great, absolutely great when he played the game. I don't think he's got a big enough resume to be in. If if Terrell Davis is in the Hall of Fame, Mm -hmm. then you better fucking put Bo Jackson in it because Bo Jackson was three times the running back Terrell Davis ever was, and Terrell Davis was really fucking good. Yeah, Bo Jackson was that good. I. It's a shame that that guys your age and and younger never got to watch Bo Jackson play football because he was unbelievable and if he wasn't in love with baseball Mm -hmm. bo jackson would have shattered every rushing record that ever existed i am 100 and he didn't get hurt obviously yeah uh i'm 100 convinced of that because bo jackson was gail sayers in jim brown's body yeah he was just a machine and yeah if terrell davis is in the hall of fame bo jackson should be too that's my opinion okay but anyway, I'd, I probably threw you off track of your point. As far yeah, as what were we talking quarterbacks about? Quarterbacks being... Yeah, I mean, they put way too much stock in Super Bowls. Like, I, I got this guy, he made the comment, well, no, Rivers isn't in. Eli should be, though, because he's got two rings. You know, rings matter. And I'm like, okay, does Trent Dilfer deserve to be in the Hall of Fame then? Yeah, no. You're... What about... Uh... Should it be a factor? Yeah, it, it should. Right. But not when you're talking about a guy like Phil Philip Rivers, who played the game for 17 years, started most of 15 of those, um, and, and put up the numbers he did. Those are Hall of Fame numbers. I don't care yeah. if he didn't win a Super Bowl or not. All you got to do is go back and look at the teams that the poor guy was on and the competition that he was up against throughout those years. I mean, anybody that played in this era against Brady and Manning and, of course, Roethlisberger – <laughs> You, yeah. can't, you can't win them all, Breeze. you know, Breeze <laughs> for that matter. Um, yeah, it's, it's they were in a very pass-friendly era, and you had a lot of great quarterbacks across the NFL. So there's a lot of good quarterbacks that aren't or didn't win. I think I just figured it out in my head. Rings should help an argument to for a sure. player. It solidifies. Hold, hold on. Our rings should help an argument for why a player should be on the Hall of Fame. It should not hurt a player's argument from not getting the whole agree one hundred percent. Okay, yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's nice to be on the resume, but uh, for me, it's a, it's not a requirement. It's like extra like, credit. Yeah, like Trent Dilfer. Yeah, you won one, but you didn't. You just didn't turn the ball over in the Super Bowl when you had the third greatest defense in right. NFL history. Right. Um. So yeah. Now, the Steelers. Hmm. Vance McDonald retired, mm-hmm. which when I first heard that, I was like, uh-oh. Then, because him, he's his best friend on the team right now is Ben. Like, they're very tight. So I thought that that was 
a sign that maybe he knew something that we didn't yet. Uh, that, that wouldn't be an uh-oh but for me, but we'll, well get into that I, later. I, yeah, I keep going. Sorry. Um, but I guess it has now come out that it's it's been known mm. all year. Like even some teammates, Vance told a few people, but Vance has had his mind made up before the season started. This was going to be it. Mm. That sucks. I mean, he only played eight years. He had a lot of injury problems. Yeah. Uh, I will forever remember him stiff arming Chris Conti to the depths of hell. I mean, I was there live in Tampa and that was phenomenal. Um, uh, potential un, un, what's the word I'm looking for? I have no clue what you're trying unreached. to Unreached. Oh, yes. I would agree. Yeah. Because he was, when healthy, he was a stud. Yeah. He was a almost Gronk-ish. Mm-hmm. Poor man's Gronk. Yeah. Very strong, very good hands, decent speed, and super hard to bring down, but just, like I said, injury prone. Mm. And he never really had a great quarterback. He was in the, uh, San Francisco for all those years. He had Alex Smith for a couple of years, wasn't great, and then kind of floundered around with whatever shit they put on the field. And then he had a pretty solid year with us. Two years ago, mm-hmm. yeah, two, yeah, his first year there, yeah, um, and it looked like, hey, this guy's gonna turn around. Last year he was banged up, then he got banged up more this year, which is why we signed Eric Ebron. But yeah, so kudos on you, happy retirement. Now, uh, the coaching thing that's got me scratching my head mm-hmm. is we talked about it here last week. It was Matt Canada was going to be our offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. It was a done deal, but it's not. Oh, really? I didn't even hear that. Yes. Uh, the story originally came out was, well, we're, we're going to hold off on announcing an offensive coordinator until after we get an offensive line coach, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. And then next thing you know, they had Hugh Jackson in for an interview. Mm-hmm. Not sure how I feel about that. He's not a terrible OC though. I, again, yeah. I okay. You know, I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be super mad at that. New blood, whatever. And then they said they're they're bringing in Pep Hamilton, which is exactly my reaction when I heard the name too. Until I figured out or, or read who he is. He, I know who he is. He was the OC at Michigan like two years ago. Okay, well, he was also the OC or quarterbacks coach for Andrew Luck when he was a rookie. Okay. He's also the quarterbacks coach for Justin Herbert. Oh, okay. So I'm interested. All right. I'd like to, you know, I, I wouldn't be mad at it. Again, you just completely glossed over the fact that he was the head coach of the uh, DC Destroyers or Defenders. <laughs> was he? Yeah. No, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, but winningest yeah. coach in DC Defenders history. The what? Winningest coach, coach in DC. Said, they got one season. Yeah. Oh, they didn't finish it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I got XFL. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. I. Of those two, I would say, give me the guy that is done pretty good with two stud quarterbacks at least one Andrew Luck we know was a stud until he got a little banged up and 
Justin Herbert, as a rookie, somebody was guiding him, and I got to think he had something to do with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what all that also says to me is that I still firmly believe that if they bring in somebody not named Matt Canada, that Ben is gone. Let's bring in someone not named Matt Canada. I mean, yes, dude. We, you said the door. There's a draft. No, there isn't. Yeah, there is. No, there isn't. No, there isn't. If they, look, if we bring Ben back, we're gonna go either six and it, our our range is six wins or eight wins. I think, I think it's gonna lean way closer to eight than six. That defense is still gonna be solid. That's cool. Ben's gonna be a year older. And we're going to lose a lot of really good players because we're in Brady's cap hell. 43, almost. Well, fucking Ben Roethlisberger isn't going out of Panama getting fucking injected with stem cells, so. That's it. And, by the way, we do have the hardest schedule next year as far as. Oh, that too? Yeah. Oh, okay. Kind of helped my argument there. <clears throat> I'm, I'm I, a little more optimistic than that. No, I don't do the half-hearted rebuild. Tear it fucking down to the studs and fucking rebuild it. Uh, I'm not saying they're doing a half-hearted, but if you got you got a lot of pieces there, even if Juju leaves, our receiving core is very solid okay. as long as nobody makes a super regression. Mm-hmm. I, I but I status quo, I like the trio of Washington, Deontay, and Chase Claypool. I do as too. long as neither one of them fall off. Mm-hmm. Um, I want a running back. Mm-hmm. Preferably Etienne, but I'd be okay with Najee Harris. Mm-hmm. I'll take either one. I I don't hate Benny Snell as a change of pace guy. Then you still got Anthony McFarlane also. So you got good skill players, even with Ben. As mm-hmm. long as his knee ain't fucked up. And I still blame a lot of that on the, the shitty offensive coordinator that we had. Mm-hmm. Offensive line. Got some work to do, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. We got a good if if uh, if Ben comes back, then I think Pouncey comes back. While he has regressed, he's still a solid starting yeah. center. Kevin Dotson looked like yeah he could be something special. Mm-hmm. DeCastro is still solid. Mm-hmm. I think Zach Banner is going to come back with something to prove. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a free agent, so they got to. They got to sign him, but I think they can get him done cheap. I would imagine so because you know, he tore his ACL in week one or two, whatever. Two one was it one? It was one. Yeah, yeah. First start in his Europe. first start ever, and yeah. So we should so be able to get they him. Can get him back at a, at a friendly deal. So you, that leaves the left tackle. You you got to do something there. Mm-hmm. So all that being said, I think we can get our offense put together fairly cost effective. If Ben restructures, you let Connor go. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. this is, I'm just kind of showing you the road. So we mm. could have a solid offense. Okay. If we have a coordinator that's not a fucking imbecile like yeah. Andy Feekner was. Defensively, we got Watt, we got Minka. Mm-hmm. It's already better than a lot of defenses. Mm. Granted, they got to get him signed to long term deals, bring those cap numbers down. Mm-hmm. You got Cam Sutton and you got Mike Hilton. Mm-hmm. Probably going to lose one of them. Mm-hmm. Smart Money says you're going to lose Mike Hilton, which is a big loss. Mm-hmm. But Cam Sutton showed that he can play last year. Solid. Not 
I don't think he's going to be what Mike Hilton was his best, but he's still solid. You got Joe Hayden, who, if he stays healthy, granted, probably won't be lockup corner that he has been. Mm. Still solid. Mm. Steven Nelson, solid. Mm. Trey Edmonds, while it doesn't look like he can catch a cold and needs to work on his angles, still better than some of the safeties that I've seen in my life back there. Mm. So not horrible. Still got Cam Hayward. You still got Stephon Tuitt. Hayward's going to be a year older. Yeah, but I, I saw no zero drop off in Hayward's play this True. year. No. Okay. Um, and Tuitt was coming off of an injury, but he was actually stronger in the beginning of the year than he was towards the end. But I still think that he's a stud. Yeah. So, Alualu, free agent. If you can get him done cheap, great. Otherwise, you move on to to bugs maybe or or somebody that's on the practice squad or a draft pick even for that matter. So I still see a road for a solid team there, a team that can win more than eight games. Because okay. yeah, right now on paper our schedule, holy shit, there's a lot of playoff teams. But it's the NFL. There are teams that are going to fall off, teams that are going to rise up. So while I'm not going to sit here with the confidence that I had preseason on this very microphone. Hmm. I'm not going to sit here and say that we're a six and 10 team or even an eight and eight team. If healthy and we do some of the things that I've outlined and can do it under the cap, we're still a, a playoff caliber team. Then 2022. Yeah. It's, it's going to blow up. You're Cause my, my concern is that with keeping Ben and that $41 million, that's going to prevent well, us from, that's what I'm saying. That's, Job one, if if that's the route you're going to go, it starts with extending Ben, but extending him in a way that, okay, it's an extension. Here's your money for this year. We're signing you to a three- or four-year deal, but years two, three, and four are voidable. Okay. You know what I mean? They can make it cap-friendly and, and give the – illusion that they're extending him to stretch some money out and then you can stretch out his dead money to where it doesn't hurt you as bad. That's, that's gotta happen in order for this to work. Would he agree to that though? If they present a real shot at look this, we're going all in. We know this is your last season. We're, we're throwing all the chips on the table. I I think he would. Mm -hmm. He's made enough money. No, I mean, and he probably, if he wants it, he's probably got a career in in a booth or behind a desk somewhere. Hmm. Um, So, yeah, I I think if they can present him with the window, I think he would do it. I really do. Hmm. Now, with all this, Matt Canada is and isn't our offensive coordinator. I think that has a lot to do with Ben as well, because I don't think that Ben plays his 18th season learning a new offense oh no you know what i'm saying so if it doesn't go that way and ben retires then that means pouncey's gone then yeah blow it up and do your best the only the only thing i don't like about the whole blow it up thing is if you do that Mm -hmm. what does that say to tj watt who's coming into an extension year Mm to Minka Fitzpatrick, they're not going to want to sign long-term deals for a team that 
that's going to suck that is for a, the next four yeah, or five years. That is a valid point. Okay. You know what I mean? I've been through them lean years. I mean, you've seen some sort of lean years, but I was a fan in the fucking 80s. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want to go through that again, and that's one thing that I... You're probably going to. Probably. I, I probably am, but I've... you. You and your brother and, and all you little 20-something whippersnapper motherfuckers, you've all been spoiled with Pittsburgh because, right. granted, we've had some eight and eight years and even a couple of seven and nine years back before Cower left. But for the most part, been pretty fortunate. Mm -hmm. Since Bill Cower took over back in 1992, we haven't had very many losing seasons. Mm. Very few losing seasons. Had some eight and eights, but for the most part, you know, it, we'll have an off year and then we're back. Right. And so, or with Tomlin, we'd never have a losing season, but people yeah. want him fired. Because, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't want Tomlin to coach okay. anymore because what have you done for me lately? What, you know, forget regular season. Why do you fall apart in the playoffs? Why have we not won a playoff game in three years? And yeah, don't even get me started. Hmm. Granted, the unknown is scary. I get that. But yeah. at some point when you've been the coach there since 2007 and you have one championship behind a team that was primarily Bill Cowers and you've got some bad losses to Jacksonville when you were 13 and three Cleveland when you were 12 and four starting 11 and five uh, New England countless times, mm -hmm. you know, I'm over it. Mm. Is what it is, and Tomlin's not going anywhere, which is why part of me is excited about the prospect of bringing in new blood, mm -hmm. but I also don't want that for the simple fact that I don't think Ben will play new blood. Now, if they can work something out and not have to start Mason Rudolph mm -hmm. and, and bring in a Matt Stafford or let me get the lube, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Which I know it's not going to happen. No. But if it's if they're like I said, if they throw all the chips on the table, even if Ben retires and say well, we're still going for it, then great. Mm -hmm. I just I, I'm not. Even though I know it's coming, probably I'm not ready because after 2021, yeah, a lot of money falls off the books, right? And depending on how this isn't necessarily going to be, we're not going to be in cap hell for four or five years where we're just constantly sure. So. They can reload rather quickly if they do the contracts right. They they will have money to spend mm. on free agents and whatnot. So it'll be interesting. I, I I'm the I'm not going anywhere. Right. You know, if I gotta suffer, I gotta suffer. But I firmly still believe that while that window isn't wide open with the curtains pulled back and the breeze blowing through like it was should have been this year. You know, maybe the screen's down, but the window's still open. They just, they got to do it right. Mm. It's a window that needs, you know, some caulk, in my opinion. It it does, yeah. without a doubt, but it's still a functioning window that is still open. Probably going to get a brick thrown through it this year, yeah. but we'll see. Um, what I do know, or at least I'm Fuck very... I, we got yeah, a new chair in here. This thing is uncomfortable i'm about done what i do know is <laughs> at least i'm pretty confident is that the answer 
is not Dwayne Haskins. No. Oh, my fucking Jesus. I saw, you know, I was perusing Twitter throughout the day. And the shock on my face when I saw that he was there for a workout, like, why? Yeah. And then within a few hours, they signed him. Yeah. Now, all that being said, I don't hate it. I do. Why? What what does it what does it hurt to kick the tires? He went to Ohio State. Okay. But <laughs> he's a stealer now. I know. But his his lack of maturity on a team that, let's be honest, lacks maturity, at least right now, is not fucking good at all. Fair enough. Yeah. But he's a young guy. Mm-hmm. I'm second chances as somebody who had one and probably third, fourth and fifth as mm. well. Um, like I said, I don't hate it. I can appreciate that. He's, I guess he's, yeah. he's getting, it's not like we signed him for a bit. He's, he is getting the league minimum. Like mm. they're giving him enough money to buy cleats pretty much. <laughs> and it's only a futures contract. So like it, it's not even a guaranteed spot on the team. Like basically they're signing him. Because, hey, let's see what he does in OTAs. Mm. Let's see what his maturity level and, and how he is in the huddle with these guys. We put him with these fucking young stud receivers. See how, you know, can he take charge? And who knows? Maybe next year or the year after, maybe he'll be something. Mm. I don't think he will. No. Um, I was surprised, really surprised, because, you know, I don't watch a lot of college ball. I honestly, and I don't watch much Washington either. I thought he was more of a uh, running quarterback. No. Yeah. I, I actually did a deep dive on him, and he's a fucking statue. Yeah. 1.3 yards per carry was his average at Ohio State. So, yeah, he's not that guy. But, and, and again, Jake and I kind of had this discussion well, he threw 50 touchdowns and 70% completion percentage. Yeah. But he also played at Ohio State, mm -hmm. which was one of, if not the best team. At, didn't he? Did he win? He didn't win one, did he? Natty? Yeah. No. Okay. But he was, they had a great year. Mm. Um, but he still, he played on the best team in the Big Ten against teams like Illinois and Indiana and threw 50 touchdowns against those shitty teams. Okay. And, and Michigan. I, I, I and Michigan, yeah. I was waiting for it, you piece of shit. I'm mad at myself that I didn't throw that name out there first. Fucking but you get my break point. Break this like, plastic Staple bottle. And, and he has not looked it. good in the, the limited time that he had in Washington. But he also didn't have a lot of weapons in Washington. So, again, do I think Dwayne Haskins will ever start a game for the Pittsburgh Steelers? No. Yeah. But I'm not against kicking the tires and seeing if, hey, maybe this was a wake-up call and... Who knows? Um, I don't think I'm pretty fucking confident that Mason Rudolph's not the answer either. Nope. I like what I saw in that last game. I think he improved by leaps and bounds over what we saw last season. So maybe there's something there to that. But, um, you know, Mason Rudolph doesn't come from one of those football factories that we talked about. No. So it's, you know. I have more faith in Mason Rudolph becoming a good quarterback than I do Dwayne Haskins becoming a great quarterback. Yeah. 
Yeah, if I had to bet it, you know, yeah. We were sitting there, Jake and I were sitting there talking last night, trying to just list quarterbacks and where they went to school, and it's pretty un it's pretty unbelievable some of the the great quarterbacks where they went to college. Yeah. Cause you know what you don't find very much of? Quarterbacks that won national championships on dominant teams. Yeah. Joe Montana, back way back in the day with Notre Dame, mm-hmm. they won a national championship. Mm-hmm. Dan Marino, no. Uh uh-uh. uh. He played at Pitt. Right. Drew Brees played at Purdue. John Elway played at Stanford. Peyton Manning is on while he didn't win a national title. He's one of the few exceptions, yeah. He was at the time on one of the best teams. Mm-hmm. But but he's Peyton Manning. Um John Elway, Stanford, mm-hmm. which again, good program, but not phenomenal when right. he played there. Ben Miami of Ohio. Uh, Phil Rivers went to North Tom, Carolina. Tom Brady State. was a at the time considered a meh, mediocre to average quarterback at Michigan. Yeah, Philip Rivers, like I said, NC State. Yeah, you know, the bottom line: look up through the great quarterbacks, especially in the last thirty years. None of them played in those, you know national title contending teams right. year in and year out. And the ones that did come out of those schools suck yeah. for the most part. I mean, per- perfect yeah. example is the 06 Rose Bowl, one of the greatest college games ever for the yeah. national championship. Matt Leinard versus Vince Young. Yeah, they, they were supposed to be the future of the NFL. They were going to battle in the NFL for the next 15 years. And eh, eh, eh. No. They had one game when they were both below 500. Yeah, I mean, Carson and- Palmer was good. Had won a couple the of great years. I, I mean, in, oh. in, in the pros. Had a couple of borderline great years, but he still was never that, you know, he's the guy in the NFL. He was a good, solid quarterback. Had a couple of pretty great years, but never, you know. He wasn't, he's the rung below Philip Rivers. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. It wasn't like he was in the MVP conversation or anything mm-hmm. like that. Plus, he played for the Bengals, so there's that. Yeah. But they're not winning anything anything anytime soon no not uh, until they get in joe burrow practice, like so we like. talked about has potential to mm-hmm. be one of those guys that came from the best team and, but again it's not like he was a a stud there for several years he just came out of nowhere mm-hmm. that one season was great and just happened to be doing it on at the time the best team in college so mm-hmm. so yeah like i said i i don't hate them bringing haskins in at this point, it's just for OTAs to see what it is, and, and maybe it works out, and maybe he's selling McRibs yeah. at the end of next season. Who knows? So, uh, That being said, real quick, I did watch Episode 3 of WandaVision. I had hoped to talk with Dylan about it today, but yeah, even though I gave him my Disney Plus info, he still hasn't watched it. It's much – it's still what the fuck, but it's in color. They they switched over to color. I went back. I did watch episode two that I fell asleep through. But this one, episode three, you start to see that there's some weird shit going on. Mm. And, and it looks like it's about to go down. Like, we're I think we're going to find out what's going on here real soon. So, um, like I said, if you can power through the first two episodes. I might start it tonight, honestly, because the show is very intriguing. Yeah, if you can power through the first two episodes. I think it's about to get good. Mm-hmm. I really do. And then we got uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming March, I believe. That's uh, kind of where I'm, I'm at. I'm going to give it a shot. 
I mean, if it's great, then y'all check it out. Sat through Wonder Woman. Talk about a waste of fucking time. Um, I'm in season four now, The Flash, and it's it's really good as well. Mm. Um, you get a lot of those B-roll heroes, a lot of them, heroes and villains and people that you'll recognize. But, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's solid. Why hasn't there been a Batman show in the last 10, 15 years with the popularity of all this? Like, he's the easiest one to make. You don't need a lot of – he's not – Flying around the fucking city, shooting lasers out of his eyes. Right. Like it'd be the literally the the easiest one to make. I would think one of the cheaper ones. I mean, yeah, he's got the gadgets, but as far as special effects, I don't know. I mean, they, there was Lewis and Clark in the nineties. They're getting re- the new Lois Superman and Lois or Lois and Superman show, which is tied into the Arrowverse, is coming out this year. Hmm. It's in fact it and the Flash is. I think going to be on the same nights. Oh, Supergirl, I think is done. And now they're bringing in Superman. Mm. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't get it. Like we haven't had a true, we had the animated shit, but we haven't had a true Batman show. We had Gotham, which I I don't count them. Yeah. That wasn't, that wasn't (laughs) Batman. (gasps) Batman's in literally the last episode. Yeah. But yeah, we've had several Superman shows. We had flash arrow, I don't get why they don't put together a, a Batman show. Surely it'd be a hit. I would think so, yeah. Especially with the, what CW has done with the Arrowverse. I mean, all of those shows are pretty good. Even the the Legends, Legends of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. first two seasons from what I've read. I haven't watched them, but I like all the characters. You see them in a lot of the crossover stuff. Mm. A lot of fun. Um, but from what I've read, after season two, it's turning into one of the best of the CW Arrowverse shows. Hmm. They just say it's, it's really fun, but hmm. so yeah. Um, one last thing I, I would like to mention is on. There was something I have to mention that's superhero related. Okay, go ahead. Did you hear the rumor that Charlie Cox, the actor that played daredevil was on the set for Spider-Man three? What I understand he's in it. Well, I'm assuming that's why he'd be on the set, but I mean, daredevil. Yeah. Well, they're trying to keep it under wraps. It sounds like cause, uh, Hmm. All right. Well, we thought we had some major technical difficulties there. It looked like uh, the audio program we were using just completely erased the last two hours that we were talking about. It didn't. We're back. Anyway, yeah. So I did read. I read that a few, fuck, probably over a month ago Mm. that they were going to somehow tie in the Daredevil universe Uh to... This whole Spider-Man and Doctor Strange multiverse type thing to where we're going to see a lot of those characters brought back. We already know about all the Spider-Man stuff. so Sure. Um, you you watched a little bit of Daredevil, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I watched the first... I know I watched the first two seasons. I never finished episode three for some reason. I'm not really sure why. I think but... I, 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 yeah, I watched the first two seasons and then just I think I probably let my nets... Netflix laps and never watched season three yeah. or, or even the Punisher. And I really liked that John Bernthal yeah, version. I yeah. liked his version of the Punisher too, but yeah. So yeah, I, I definitely would like to see where that's going, but uh, you done? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the last thing I wanted to mention was on Sunday evening, I'm actually going to be a guest on a podcast um, talking about NFL and Super Bowl traditions and stories of that nature. And the show is called Be Hero Fights. 
Uh, they do a lot of, it's kind of like a debate show. Mm-hmm. I've listened to a, a few episodes of it. They'll debate one thing versus the other, each host, and they bring in special guests. And um, But yeah, we're going to talk some, some football on that. So check it out. Be Hero Fights. You can find it on Spotify. And uh, I believe they do a YouTube channel as well. So uh, you had one more thing? Um, I'm really glad I checked my phone. This is a tweet from the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans have continued discussions about the vacant head coaching position with Jim Caldwell. That's not really news. I guess they've been talking to him for a little bit. (laughs) And Josh McCown. What? Josh McCown. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That would be crazy going from Hammond to retire to you want a head coaching job. Was he there this year as a quarterback? He was there last year, yeah. Okay. Damn. I know, right? That should tell you all you need to know. Like they are having a really hard time finding guys to to take that job. Yeah. That will be interesting to watch over the course of the next few days. Um yeah, so we got some uh, some good games coming up Sunday. We will be back here to talk about them. I'm off Sunday, so Well, we can't talk about them on Sunday. Why not? Do it after the games. I can't because I'm going to be on Be Hero Fights after the games. Oh, okay. I'm recording that uh, Sunday night at like 8 o'clock. Oh, okay. Yeah, so won't be Sunday. All right. I remember then. So we'll be back sometime next week. Yeah. And like I said, listen for me on Be Hero Fights. That's the letter B, the word hero, fights. You can find them on Spotify and I believe on YouTube. And uh, you probably find them on Facebook as well. I believe they're under Be Hero Fights. Mm. So, yeah. And I'll be on, I believe it's video, so you'll get to see my ugly fucking mug, which mm. I know I've been saying it, but eventually we're going to do that too. But i got to get him to get a haircut before I'll let him go on camera. Why the fuck would you <laughs> ever want to do that? I don't know. You fucking want, afraid the women will die of fucking dehydration seeing my fucking long, beautiful hair? Or? Yeah, they might. You never yeah. know. Yeah. Somebody get a mop. <laughs> All right. That's it for us this week. I'm Dylan. I'm you Dylan. are? You are? Uh, I'm Dee's. He's Dylan. Dylan. Bye-bye. See ya. Ooh.